Hello, and welcome to episode 7 of the Cadaver Lab Podcast, Take 2. I'm Mike. I'm Sam. And I say Take 2 because we have actually recorded this before, but due to some technical difficulties, we are re-recording it. We trimmed some fat. What the fuck? <laughs> you're, you're eating Bitto honeys during our recording. I didn't think we were going to start that fast. Well, you know what? Do me a favor. Let's just wait until you're done. Today we are going to be talking about video nasties, which Sam has done tons and tons of research on. They are nasty. Yeah. It's always been Sam's theme song is Nasty Boys by <laughs> Janet Jackson, so it kind of goes along with Sam. But uh, we're also going to do a couple of reviews on movies that are in the list, uh, one being The Burning and the other being Let Sleeping Corpses Lie. But uh, before we get into that, so uh, what's been going on? Let is there anything you want to shoot the shit about for a while? Um, yeah, you know, I, I've been watching a lot of horror movies uh-huh. lately. And I actually just watched another movie that's on the... I didn't realize it was on the Video Nasties list until I just looked at it. The Last House on the Left. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, it was crazy because I don't go out of my way to look for certain movies, like a certain type of movies. But I watched three movies right in a row that all had to do with, with women being raped. Wow. That's a that's a coincidence. Let me let me tell you, yeah. It, well, it was a coincidence, and it, it was pretty disturbing. So what that what the movies were were Last House on the Left, Diary of a Serial Killer, Made in Spain, and then the third one was the Stendhal Syndrome, an Argento. Yeah, an Argento movie, and uh, which was a recommendation by somebody. I think it was uh, Corey. No, it was James over the oh, Dry James, Blood podcast. James, he's okay, a big yeah. Argento fan. So and I actually have not seen that yet. So well, how was it? Uh, you know, I went in with some. You know, I knew it was Argento, and that's that's why I checked it out because uh-huh. thought I had to check it out. So yeah, I went in with some expectations because the three mothers were so good, right? But I'll tell you, man, it was they were really disturbing. They were like, you know, we were commenting about how we watch horror movies, and there's there's shocking things in these horror movies, uh-huh. uh, and, and we kind of laugh at some of the stuff. Yep. There was nothing to laugh about in these movies. Just I mean, brutal, it was, huh? Yeah, the Last House on the Left. It had like. All this happy, cheery music going on mm-hmm. while people are killing and raping and torturing women, and and then the diary of a serial killer, serial killer. You know, it was just disturbingly. I mean, just tying girls up and then raping them and letting them die, and then he chainsaws. Those them. kind of movies bum me out. Yeah, a and lot. that's kind of what it was. You know, I, I had some time. Um, I was camping, of and course, so of course, <laughs> so I do that about once a month, and and uh, and so I had some time, and I, I I decided to watch these three movies, and I just I had no idea that that all three of them would be about brutal raping. Oh, really? And 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 that's what it was. So you know, I, I they they were they were pretty good beyond that. I mean, pretty well done. The Diary of a Serial Killer was. Uh, Really graphic. As what far year as do deaths. you think that was? That was two thousand five. Okay, so it's fairly new. Yeah, it's fairly new. Subtitled and, and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. man, I'll tell you what: when those girls get, when he takes a chainsaw to him right at the very end, he makes him drink his piss. Whoa! And then he takes a chainsaw to him and just starts hacking him up limb by limb. He cuts him into fourteen pieces. What the hell? And then he and then he he cooks the brains and different parts of the body and feeds him to his wife. <laughs> like, she loves she, did it. she know it no. was? No. Oh, okay. No, she thinks he's the greatest cook ever. <laughs> and so he's just, he's, he's. Luscious he, yeah. human She's meat. Like, oh. And she knows his brains and stuff, but she doesn't know it's human brains, obviously. Oh, okay. So, but uh, man, I'll tell you what, when he takes a chainsaw out of those ladies, they, it is graphic. And this they, was Diary of a Serial Diary Killer. Of a serial, Diary of a Serial Killer. They did a great job acting. I thought the, the, the women did 
because I believed it. You know, I'm going to have to check that out. Then. I believe to it. watch it. Yeah, it was disturbing. And then Last House on the Left. That's that's not like I said. That's on the list. Yeah. And and uh, and then the other one that I watched is the Send Hall Syndrome. No, I didn't like that very much. Oh, really? No, I I, I'm still going to probably check it out just so I can uh, have a little bit more of an idea of some of. Argento's other work besides mm-hmm. his his really famous. I will type still stuff. check out Argento work. I will uh-huh. because I mean there were some parts that I like and things like that, but it just it, it wasn't it wasn't on the same level as the Three Mothers for sure. Right. Well, that's kind of his big you know trilogy, right. I guess. Maybe maybe there's something else that's bigger. But I also checked out on on um, recommendation from Corey. Uh-huh. I checked out. Uh, the the night of the living dead uh-huh. which was awesome but by the way we're going to place <laughs> we're going to play a, a voicemail that Corey oh, yeah, let's sent do that. over let's do you want to do that right yeah, now let's do that all right, right now. here it is mike sam this is Corey from the midnight podcast you guys are doing a great job i just got done listening to the horror comedy episode it's funny as hell i laughed my ass off i think this is about the funniest one yet so keep it up you know it's good to hear that you guys got a sense of humor. You don't take yourselves too seriously because I think there are just too many horror podcasts out there that take themselves way too seriously. So great job. Now on the question about Slither, whether or not it's a zombie movie, you know, here in the you know zombie academia, you know, it's a much debated question. But uh, I do have to say that in my book, it just barely makes the title of zombie movie. I mean, it's it, is a lot like uh, the movie I review this week on the Midnight Podcast, Days of Darkness. It has the whole alien invasion takeover kind of thing, but they are still zombies in my book, so yeah. Now, Sam, a couple things. First of all, you have to drop whatever you're doing right now and watch Shaun of the Dead and Return of the Living Dead. Failure to do this will result in me calling back over and over and over again to make sure that you have watched them. They are absolutely necessary viewing. And, uh, but I do have to agree with you that people who refuse to abide by the common courtesy of returning shopping carts to their proper area should be boiled alive in their own urine. Thanks, guys. Keep it up. Talk to you later. Yeah, so uh, don't leave your shopping carts out. <laughs> no. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty that, wicked. That just gave me a really good idea for people that do that so <laughs> it's awesome no on that recommendation though i went out and got return of the living dead uh-huh. and i also got sean of the dead and they were awesome i mean oh, they yeah. were great recommendations i i'm trying to bone up on my nice. horror knowledge and i've enjoyed the, the the movies i've been watching but yeah return of the living dead was was funny uh, it was it was good and i i thought it was very well done and then sean of the dead was just it was it was hilarious i mean it is what it is at that i think that was what most people said was their favorite horror comedy yeah a lot a lot of people uh emailed us and, and told us that that's definitely one that we should do we didn't do it but you know pro- there's still the future lots yeah. of episodes to come oh absolutely you so know, great recommendations the Thank thing you. is is what a contrast between those movies like return of the living dead and night of the living dead and the and like the exploitation flicks that you were watching. Yeah, you know, it was... I talk about it, and, and I guess there's a fine line between horror movies and different kinds of horror movies, because, right. like you said, I got done watching those, and I was there was just a dark feeling, like, well, depressed. Well, I've seen a lot of these shows, for instance, like Cannibal Holocaust, Jungle Holocaust, Last House on the Left, I Spit on Your Grave, and all those. And the thing is, is I can't really, in good conscience recommend those to people i mean 
if you're a horror fan, you probably, just to know what you're talking about, you should definitely see those. Those are some of the classics. But I don't know if I could if I could say, hey, you need to check out I Spit on Your Grave. Have, have you seen that one yet? You're lucky no, if you have No, see, I, I think what I'm going to do is chip away at those because, like you said, I think You don't want to watch a lot in a row. No, I'm going to, you know, I'll probably mix one in with something like, you know, Pumpkinhead or right, yeah, you know, exactly. something, some, something else that I don't want to say it's more lighthearted. <laughs> well, compared to those, there's different. not much that's not lighthearted. No, it's, it's just different. Usually some dumbass is getting it in the end. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, and, and, and that's okay. But, you know, we're going to go into why they're considered video nasties and things like that. Are we going to finish up with the voicemails right now? Well, let me let me mention one thing. Okay. I just, uh, just because just we played the voicemail from Corey. I just finished listening to the Midnight Podcast episode 102. Corey went on to review a movie called Anthropophagus. <laughs> now, I had never heard of this movie. However, it was sitting in the Cadaver Lab library. I haven't had a chance to watch the whole thing. Corey gave it, I think he gave it an A on his. But Corey also talked about one part where a guy got uh, pickaxed in the gut, pulled out his own guts from that hole that some dude put in him. And started eating his own guts. So I actually fast forwarded to the end of the movie to see that part. It, it delivered. I I really appreciate that, Corey, because I have now witnessed that, and I now get uh, your avatar on the Cadaver Lab forums, which I didn't know what it was, but now I do. Well, and if I have to ever, if I ever have to have surgery, I'm going to mention the doctor. I'd like to try that. Hey, I'd like to eat any leftovers. Yeah, you know, <laughs> pass them along. <laughs> anyway, yeah, let's go ahead and play another okay. uh, voicemail All since right. we're into it now. Here is a voicemail from a fellow podcaster, uh, Brian from the Drunken Zombie. Let's go ahead and play it. Hey guys, this is uh, Brian from Drunken Zombie. Just wanted to give you the call. Uh, really been enjoying the show. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts to start up, but they uh, aren't very good at first. I mean, if you listen to our first like 15 episodes, our episodes were horrible. But uh, you guys seem to have hit the ground running. You guys have been doing an awesome job right from the start. So uh, you moved right up to my uh, must listen every week so uh, you guys have been doing an awesome job I uh, liked the last episode glad you guys loved Hatchet uh, Hatchet's an awesome movie I uh, actually got to hang out with Adam Green a uh, couple like last summer uh, right before the movie came out he was doing the convention circuit and I uh, met him at one of the conventions super nice guy uh, I had a couple beers with him at the bar uh, you saw the DVD uh, listen to the uh, D. Snyder story in the uh, special features it's an awesome story about how uh, how uh, sort of got inspired by Dee Snyder and they ended up becoming friends and stuff, but uh, it's good. it sounds kind of weird, but listening to the story is actually really awesome. Uh, yeah, so uh, can't wait to hear you guys uh, next week. I uh, love the episodes. Keep it going. And uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Oh, that's great. We really appreciate that, Brian. Yeah, a couple of things on that. Um, we, we I think Mike mentioned we had some technical difficulties with last week's recording this episode. Right. So we're a week behind, and we, we really apologize because, you know, we're trying to get these out, and we're going we're gonna to try and commit to, to once a week unless something horrible happens and we can't. Right. Um, because we're, we're trying to put these out and to get these out. We, we love doing it. Of course. You know, and we appreciate the, the kind words about hitting the ground running. You know, me and Mike have the gift of gab, and luckily we have a pretty good – um, rapport and, and flow between us. So Sam has, it has a little bit more of the gift of grab, <laughs> which w- usually when I'm walking hey, away, he. <laughs> that's why they call me the fur burglar. All right. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. Man. So, anyways, now, but we're gonna we're gonna keep doing it. We we appreciate it. So but, yeah, uh, we like Sam said, we are going to do one a week. Is I mean, unless at all possible. Yeah. 
And it should be a little bit easier because Jeff is actually going to be sending in a uh, news clip once a week. He actually did it today and was going to send it in today, but he had technical difficulties of his own. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so basically all it is is going to be Sam and I together talking from now on. So yeah, with uh, you know we, we had Paul coming and, and we, we got together and we all talked and decided to, to kind of part ways, at least for right now, and that we're going to just go forward and, and he may or may not be back, but we'll just kind of have to see. So mm-hmm. for right now, uh, you're stuck with us. So it's just me and Sam and our man love. Yeah, which is that, there's nothing wrong with that. The Drunken Zombie Podcast, they have a lot of cred because they've they've gone out, they've interviewed all the stars. They've been, you know, just like Brian was saying, he went out and had a couple drinks with uh, Adam Green. Yeah, Adam Green. And the thing is, is we don't get that here in Salt Lake very often. No, you know, not not really a mecca for horror. You know, and the closest thing that I've come to was I I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, but I went and saw Bruce Campbell introduce uh, the man with the screaming brain, but that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. I don't know if things come in this region of the United States. Well, I think now that we're doing this, we're going to be more um, in tune with it. I think we'll oh. probably be looking for some of that stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and that's the thing. And I don't. I, hopefully, even if we have to drive to Denver or Vegas or something, well, I we would can think pull that, that out. I would think some, you know, we'll have to pay more attention to the Sundance Film Festival. Uh-huh. You know, that's always been something I just avoid because I don't want to deal with all the traffic and everything else right. up there, which is probably stupid because there's a lot of people that come in for that. But mm-hmm. I would think there's probably some things that we could... We could I bet we could go up there yeah, and maybe... check it out. And I bet you we could fake people out into thinking that we're like real press people, maybe. Well, you look just like Harley from Hatchet or from uh, Monster Man. Hey, thanks a lot. I'm bald, by the way. (laughs) So we can uh, we can pass that off. I'll just be like really extra obnoxious and and say that I'm that dude, and I'm sure that he's just on the A list. We'll be able to get right in. Well, but I look like Reagan Reagan from The Exorcist, so it works out (laughs) out just fine. (laughs) Well, you know, let's get into another voicemail. This is from actually another podcaster. In fact, one that uh, is very respected and actually is syndicated as well on the Horror Mall podcast. This is Desmond. I don't remember recording. I mean the Horror Mall site. Radio, Horror Mall Radio. All right, here it is. Hey there, fellas. This is your buddy Desmond from Dread Media, www.dreadmedia.net. I'm just calling. I'm in, I'm in Tacoma last time on the uh, Three Mothers uh, episode, but I've been behind on podcasts. And blah, 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 blah. Anyway, um, I've made no, no uh, secret of my dislike for Argento, but you know, your actual uh, episode there will probably ensure that I go back and check those films out again. Um, and I think, yeah, what I meant to call in about was um, about Italian filmmaking, why it's always dubbed, even if there's American English-speaking actors and the film is dubbed in English, is that Italian filmmakers do all their audio in post. And uh, like I, I watched Inglorious Bastards, which was uh, an Italian war film featuring Fred Williamson and Bo Svensson. And they were both talking about um, the difficulty of, uh, you know, filming a movie, and all this sound is going on because in America it's all quiet on the set, but there they don't give a shit because they do all the audio and post. Anyway, that was really rambling. Uh, <laughs> horror comedies, great episode, guys. Um, my favorite horror comedy and one of my favorite movies of all time is Young Frankenstein. Um, not only because it's fucking hilarious uh but also because for me it works as a universal horror film and i actually consider it more of a can in canon frankenstein film than 
some of the Frankenstein sequels. Anyway, yeah, I, I talked your ear off. Great episode. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Horror Mall Radio. Yay! And uh, that is all. Bye. Well, thanks, Des. Uh, he just put out a brand new website at dreadmedia.net. Go check it out. It's really good stuff. This is the guy who's had Jack Ketchum on his show a couple times. Jeez. Something we would love to do. A couple of things I want to mention uh, about that voicemail. First of all, it is very interesting that uh, he mentioned that a lot of Italian movies did all their audio and post. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. There's, you know, I've just wondered why it just seems so... I don't know. There's some movies that I watch that just seem unnatural because of that. Well, Stendhal, the Stendhal Syndrome mm-hmm. by Argento was definitely... I, you could totally tell that was really? like that. Oh, yeah. And Young Frankenstein, one of the greatest movies of all time. Great show. I, You know, I actually thought about... We actually thought about putting that into the horror comedy episode, but it, it's just comedy. It's, I mean, I think that's pure comedy. Yeah, there's nothing really scary about that. You so. know, but I'll tell you what, it does have a lot of the atmosphere of an old Universal movie and whatnot. I love that movie. That yeah, I think so it's great. funny. But, uh, yeah, so we actually have one more voicemail, and this is from uh, one of our listeners. It's, his name's Metal Mikey. He's on the forums, which, by the way, everybody listening to this podcast right now should be on our forums. Cadaverlab.com, click the forums link. Here is the voicemail. Hello, Cadaver Lab. This is Metal Mikey calling in. Uh, what's up with me? Uh, outside of the usual lack of sleep, uh, not too much. Anyways, just got through listening to your episode on the Dario Argento's Three Mothers trilogy. Great episode, and personally, I don't mind if you ran on a bit long about it. Hey, you know, it actually kind of reinvigorated my excitement about the series. I can't really say I've seen the entirety of it. I know I've seen Suspiria a few times in my life. I enjoyed it for what it was. I don't know, I guess... Maybe the first few times I initially saw it, I just wasn't in the right mindset for it, but I'm willing to give it another shot. Never could track down Inferno. I know they recently re-released it a few times on DVD, so I might have my chance at that. But that's kind of been one I've sort of taken as a curiosity item throughout my years of horror viewing. So I think your review definitely sold me on it, along with, uh, let me... If I got the title right, uh, Mother of Tears, that's it. Uh, and thankfully, that's coming out on DVD later this month. So, yeah, well, we kind of got gypped on the wide release uh, deal. At least we now have a home viewing option for it. Although, I will say that if I wasn't so strapped for money earlier this year, and if I was actually able to have made it out to the Pittsburgh Whorehound, I do recall one of the selling points was they were showing Mother Appears there as one of their, I guess, uh, feature films for one of the nights. So you were right in that it did kind of make some of the festival rounds. Uh, but yeah, I've been listening to your show uh, quite often, uh, at least for what's available for selection. Y'all are doing a great job. Um, yeah, I think that's about all I have. Oh, yes, and going back to a previous episode, and it's not so much of a complaint, but just sort of like, you know, maybe it's not as obscure as you may have thought it was. Going back to the John Carpenter episode, I don't know. I can't really say I think They Live is one of the quote-unquote obscure Carpenter movies. 
if anything, I'd probably rank uh, Prince of Darkness a bit more above they live in terms of, you know, just throwing it out to a person and they'd be like, huh, that's John Carpenter? I probably imagine more people have seen They Live over people having actually seen Prince of Darkness, but that's just my perspective. Anyways, y'all keep up the excellent work. I will certainly keep on listening, and I will talk to you later. Bye. Well, thanks, Metal Mikey. He actually won one of our uh, kill scenes contests, and I sent it out to him. He actually didn't hate the prize. That's good. (laughs) Heck yeah, man. Dominates. Well, a couple things that I wanted to talk about were spurned by that voicemail. First of all, you mentioned how it, the, the show reinvigorated your desire to watch some of the old, older shows or shows you haven't seen in a long time. I'll tell you what, that's why I listen to horror podcasts. I listen to a lot. That, that's my favorite thing about them is the fact that you know, they talk about movies that I haven't seen in you know, so long, and they have a positive, you know, they're, they're speaking positively of them, and it just makes me want to watch it again. I love it. You know? No, I think it's a, I think it is good. So, and and the other thing is, I think you mentioned on there uh, that that you haven't seen Inferno, or you haven't able to been to track it down. You haven't seen Mother of Tears, so I think you've only seen the first one. Well, they? I think he said that he hadn't seen it for a long time. Oh, okay, maybe so that's he's what it was. he'd seen it, but yeah, definitely check out Mother of Tears. If if nothing else, it has a scene where some guts are being eaten straight out of a lady's butt. That was pretty disturbing. <laughs> yes, that's why I brought it up. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, thanks for that. Uh, we love getting voicemails. A couple of reasons. First of all, we love hearing from everybody. Second of all, we eat bit of honeys. Yes, we while do. we are uh, listening to them on the show, like here live. So, actually, got a couple in that time, and I'm bit of honey. I'm, I'm up. I'm good. So you got your your fix exactly. All right, <laughs> we got to play one last thing. James from the Dry Blood Podcast sent. He put together an actually really cool piece of audio for us so let's listen to that What's going on, Cadaver Lab? It's James here, my friends, and uh, I thought I'd shoot you a little audio feedback, uh, long overdue, and uh, just wanted to drop a line, tell you how much I have really been enjoying the show, and, um, you know, you guys have been doing a fantastic job, and I've been there since episode one, and, uh, you know, you heard a little bit about what I thought about the Dario Argento show, and I will just chime in as well and say that Phenomena is probably, I don't know if it's my all-time favorite Argento movie, but it's right there in the top three. Um, Definitely like Phenomena a lot. I would say check out Opera also is another really cool um, later Argento one. Um, But yeah, really liked your take on The Three Mothers. 
Um, I have not seen the, you know, the the third mother, the most recent movie. Um, I've got it, you know, pre-ordered on Amazon. I listen to the show anyway because, you know, I don't give a shit about spoilers. So, uh, you know, and plus I just wanted to hear everybody's take on it. I've been hearing really good things about it, and I can't wait for that. So good job on Argento. And uh, the horror comedy, I gotta say, I commend you guys for trucking forward. Um, you know, Mike and Sam, Mike, you know, good job as always, Sam, Sam, I really enjoy listening to you because they're, it's cool to hear somebody who hasn't seen a lot of the movies that us, you know, horror nutcase nerds like myself have seen and kind of take for granted. So it's cool to get that excitement off someone who's seeing these movies for the first time. And I would say, yeah, Shaun of the Dead, you need to see that immediately. Um, but Jeff and Paul as well, you know, they're missed on episode six, and I think all four of you guys do a great job and have a great rounded out podcast. So, uh, you know, I just want to tell you, keep up the good work. Um, can't wait for your next episode. couple things, though, about episode six. I actually had never seen uh, Monster Man. And I don't know, I mean, it sounded funny to me. I, from everything you were playing, it's, it sounded pretty hysterical. So I'm going to have to Netflix that one and check it out, definitely. Now, of course, Hatchet and Slither were really great choices for horror comedy. You know, I really commend you for that. Everybody probably would have been expecting for you to just immediately go to Shaun of the Dead. And I liked that you threw in Hatchet and Slither. I think those movies are hysterical and... Um, good you know good bloody gory fun i love them both um so yeah you know if it up for me i give the bone saw to both of them but um but anyway so great job there but yeah monster man sounded funny so i'll have to check that out now uh you know i want you guys to keep up with the show and you got to be wondering i was telling mike that i had a little surprise and you're probably curious why am i playing this subdued classical music in the background here well the reason why i'm playing is is that this is my question to you this music that i am playing is of particular relevance to the cadaver lab podcast now i have to say that i was so impressed with mike getting my uh little trivia question for the klatu verata nikto that i thought well let's continue that so I'm playing this music. I am going to say this music is of specific relevance to Cadaver Lab. So I'm going to ask, um, what movie was it in? Once you figure out what movie it was in, then tell me the composer and the title of the music. And it goes under a few titles, so I'll accept them all. If you want to give me the one that it's called in the movie, that's perfectly cool. And um, if you answer me this, then the surprise will happen, which means I will shoot something your guy's way. Now, if for some reason, between the four of you, you can't figure it out, I would say open it up to the Cadaver Lab audience, and I will extend this to anybody listening to your show who can figure this out. And um, I don't know. What the hell? Good fun, right? What the fuck? Why not? So, So anyway... Um, that is my little surprise that I've been cooking up. Otherwise, I just want to say great show. I look forward to it. I enjoy listening to it. Everybody has kind of a unique take, and I really enjoy the mix. 
And uh, it's really been fantastic so far. I love the website. I know, I know, I'm not on the forum yet. I'll get on there. I'm bad about that kind of stuff. So uh, I'll get on there at some point, I promise. But in the meantime, I hope this audio clip will do. And um, I'll keep in touch from time to time. Otherwise, keep up the fantastic work on uh, the Cadaver Lab podcast. My best to all of you gents. Um, Take it easy. Peace. And remember, I will be listening. (laughs) Well, James, you thought you could throw us for a loop, but I know what that is. What? That is the song from the Dracula opera from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> if that, you know what? Die. Die. Jeff, when he saw Forgetting Sarah Marshall, he immediately came to work the next day and made me watch that on YouTube, and we both laughed our balls off. Yeah, so. it's pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, as far as what it really is, it has special, something special for the Cadaver Lab, significance to the Cadaver Lab. Yeah, I don't know, man. I have no clue what that is. Where did you get the name Cadaver Lab from? You know, I think, I'll tell you, I was going to start a band called Cadaver Lab, and I wrote like five or six songs for it, but I was the only member. (laughs) But uh, that was going to be our band name. And then it became my Xbox Live gamer tag, and now it is this podcast. So So you didn't get it from anywhere. No. Huh. I wonder what kind of relevance that would have to us. I have no idea. So apparently uh, we're <gasps> going to open it. What? I wonder if it's I wonder if it's a Bruce Campbell movie because we always do a Bruce oh, Campbell. Oh, you know what? I bet that's exactly what it is. It's got I be. have my guess. This is what Bruce Campbell was playing in Evil Dead Part 2 while his girlfriend was dancing to it before she was zombified. That's my guess. That's awesome. Guess. Yes. That that's it has special significance because we always do the six yeah, degrees yeah. of Bruce Campbell. You know what? We're really excited, and it, we still not sure. Holy crap! But we'll get back to you on. The I just computer. got a double fur burger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, fur burgers kind of become the Smurf of the cadaver. <laughs> you can you just use it anywhere. Adjective, noun, verb. Oh yeah, it, it works for everything, and all because Sam spread his legs for me one. Holy shit! <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. I did not. Oh man, you slut! I was doing charades <laughs> of Sharon Stone. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh man. So uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get the rest of that info to you. Maybe uh, you can shoot us an email or something, James. Let us know if we were even on the right track. But you know what? That is awesome. If that's it, way to go. We put our minds together. There's well, no- we put more than minds together on that one, so that's pretty Damn solid. It. <laughs> one other thing, you had to remind us that you, you mentioned, oh, you guys have such a, a great show. All four of you do a great show. Hey, thanks. <laughs> now we're going to suck. That's we, all right. We, we'll, 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 tr- we'll truck on. Yeah, it's only me and Sam recording. Jeff, you know what's funny? is Jeff, I was talking to Jeff today, and he was saying that right before he sends in his mail, or excuse me, his news, that all he did was he ended up making fun of us for five minutes, and that was it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> the it funny is, thing is, is we have the last word because we get to listen to the oh, shit yeah. he puts out. And we'll get a waste. And we just get to destroy him. Okay, a couple of things. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, James mentioned that I was got a little cocky about about his last trivia question sent to us. That's why he sent us his really hard as hell one. Well, I guess it was. I, you know what? That that just came to us, I swear, because I had no idea, and I'd heard it three or four times. But that was Sam's first one. We should have just 
You're just giving it to the master. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, and you know what? The th- I really appreciate the uh, the words of encouragement because uh, you know it is intimidating to get on here yeah. and not have seen a bunch of horror movies, right? And to start talking about them because I don't want you guys to think I'm trying to pull one over on you. I mean, I go watch the movies and I just I lay it out how I think, but I, I really appreciate that. I have fun talking about it. I love horror movies. I've always loved horror movies. You've always loved horror movies too, but yeah, but, but I haven't. You know, not not the older ones. I mean, I kind of check them out here and there, and I you know I got to be in the right mood. But, but you're I'll tell picking you what, up. You're catching up. I'll tell you what, it is addictive. It and is. I'm, I mean, I start watching these, and I have to go to bed, like watch one on my iPod. I just I, I love it. That's I really, awesome. I'm really enjoying it. Anyways, how I was all cocky about that. I I, I want that was a great segue into our next section. Doctor Smirnoff from the forums. He. Uh, Got one of our Cadaver Lab primer trivia quizzes, and uh, he, he got 10 out of 10. And so, you know, that's, I thought they were pretty hard. But uh, what he did is when he got done, he thought he was pretty hot shit. So oh, really? you know, he was like, oh, yeah, easy peasy, you know, lick my balls. He didn't say <laughs> that. But, but uh, so I challenged him. I said, hey, send in a quiz of your own, and the Cadaver Lab will do it live. And actually, we recorded this last week. I actually was able to salvage that clip. And since this is the, that's the first time that we ever read it, you know, went over those, it'd be a little more significant if we could actually find that and play it. So here it is. Here is the, the quiz that we took from Dr. Smirnoff. This is Dr. Smirnoff from the forums. He got our quiz, actually, the Cadaver Lab Primer 3. He got them all right, and then he was getting a little cocky about it a little while back. I don't know if you remember talking about this last episode. He said that he would send in a quiz for us, and he actually did do that. So you guys ready to take it on yeah, live on the Yeah, let's do it. So, all right, here is the the inaugural quiz that the Cadaver Lab hosts will now, be taking. Now, we on have it. not looked at this. No, I we have not. You didn't either. I did not either. Okay. In all fact, right. uh, when he sent it, I had my wife take a look at it to make sure that the answers weren't there. If they were there, I was just going to put it up on the site. But since she told me they're not there, then I waited to look. So, you know, here we go. All right. Question number one. Which Clive Barker character and Lord of Illusion protagonist is due to go toe-to-toe with fellow Barker creation Pinhead in the upcoming novel The Scarlet Gospels? A. Harry D'Amour. B. Aaron Boone. Or C. Marty Strauss. You guys have no clue. Well, yeah, but I've seen know. Lord of Illusion. I That's did. with uh, the guy that was on Star Trek. More, what's uh, You mean Sam Beckett from yeah. Quantum Leap? Yeah, Quantum Leap, that guy. Oh, man. I, you know, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm going to guess C, Marty Strauss, because I know who Aaron Boone is. He was from... Nightbreed? Yeah, it was from Nightbreed. Good job. And I, I've never heard of Harry D'Amour. Marty Strauss seems I, like a name from the Damnation game, I think. Is that... Uh, I, I, think, I, think it, I think it was A. I think it's that Harry guy. Okay. so But... <laughs> Robin Williams? I, I, my favorite... <laughs> <laughs> My favorite answer to stuff is I didn't get it. So I mean I could be wrong. Which of the following movies this is number two. Which of the following movies was not directed by Japanese horror Artur Takashi Mike? First of all, don't use the word Artur, it's hard to read. <laughs> I almost said Arter. Well you handled the tata- the Japanese just fine. Oh. But Artur you <laughs> A audition, B Ichi the Killer, and C Dumplings. Do you guys want to take a guess? I'm gonna say it's C Dumplings. I'm clueless. I'm going to say it's Sea Dumplings too because I know that Takashi Miike did Ichi the Killer, and Audition I know is a uh, Asian horror flick, and I've never heard of Dumplings, so I'm going with C. I, that's I'm going to do that. Okay, all right. What did we do? What was the consensus on on the first one? 
Uh, I don't think we got to a consensus. Well, we need to before we go. We're going to agree with A. I, you know what? So if me and Paul said A, then it's A. <laughs> all right, all right, we're going with A. Okay. Okay, number three. Who plays the father of Jason Wannabe, Victor Crowley, and Adam Green's homage to old school American horror Hatchet? Kane Hodder, A. B. Robert England, and C. Gunnar Hansen. It's Kane Hodder, man. Yeah, we're lucky we did yeah, that. We are lucky. <laughs> All right, so number four, Sam Raimi will always be remembered for The Evil Dead. He's also responsible for more recent horror releases such as 30 Days of Night and Boogeyman. Uh, oh, excuse me, and the Boogeyman franchise. Through his production company called A, Dark Castle Pictures, B, Ghost House Pictures, and C, Asylum Pictures. Dark Castle. Nope. Ghost Dang. House. It's Ghost House. Okay, good, good job. Yeah, okay. Five, which actor played a grown-up Damien Thorne in the fraudulently titled Omen 3, The Final Conflict? There was an Omen 4 ten years later. A, Gabriel Byrne. B, Sam Neill. Excuse me. Yeah, and uh, C, Alfred Molina. I, I think it's Gabriel Byrne. Nope. A. Dang it. Sam no. Neill. Was it really? Yeah. He would have been the worst out of those Mr. three. Mr. Jurassic Park. Wow. You thought Doc Ock would uh, be better than Sam Neill? Yeah, Sam Neill is the biggest pansy ever. You know what? I went as Halloween last week, or last, excuse me, last year as Doc Cock. I only had one tentacle. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Well, that that's, yeah. I, you know what I'm going as this year? What? A free memory exam machine. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that costume. So it's, it's awesome. awesome. Yep. Do you want to know what I'm going as again, and I go every year? What? As Jason. Because I have, I've always, I've had a mask hanging up there for a long time. <laughs> And I'm big and bald, and it works out. That's awesome, man. All right, so there we go. All right, number six. The Phantasm series followed Mike and Reggie on their quest to defeat the leader of an army of dwarf zombies known as whom? A, the tall man. B, the old man. And C, the dead man. The tall man. And with D, ankle biters. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> no. No, ankle biters are actually the dwarf zombies. By the way. Paul isn't just retarded. There's a movie called Ankle Biters with, with like, little people zombies. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up, and somebody give a us a review if they can actually afterlife. make it through that whole movie. <laughs> it's terrible. But, uh, yeah, I'm going with A, the tall man. All right, Stuart, number seven. Stuart Gordon's reanimator franchise is based upon which classic HP Lovecraft, st- Lovecraft story? A, the bizarre case of reanimator. B, Herbert West, reanimator. And C, the story of Dr. Herbert West. It's C. Okay. I I just watched the the reanimator. Oh, really? And I swear I rewound it to see that that was the answer because I'm like, what was this based on? I think think that's right. Okay. You know, I have no idea, so I'll go with you. Okay. And Paul? (laughs) I'm I'm about to throw in the towel here. Remember how I just (laughs) said Paul wasn't retarded? (laughs) I'm just teasing. (laughs) All right, number eight. In what year? Excuse me. In what year was Wes Craven's A Nightmare on Elm Street released? A eighty two, B eighty three, C eighty four. C eighty four. C eighty four. Who composed and conducted the original soundtrack to the Steven Spielberg scripted and Toby Hooper directed movie Poltergeist? A Christopher Young, B Jerry Goldsmith, and C John Williams. B Goldsmith. I, you know what, I don't know this for sure, but I will go with B, Goldsmith, because I was going to say it's either B or C. That's yeah, I, don't I, was... it, I don't think it was John Williams. John Williams, I, I know he at least, is in movies. <laughs> yeah, he did Star Wars and uh, British The Lost Ark. Oh, all right. Yep. But those two were both um, Spielberg. You are correct, but I still don't think it is. Okay, okay, we'll go with that one. 
Which director is often referred to as a godfather of gore? A. Herschel Gordon Lewis. B. Lucio Fulci. And C. Eli Roth. I'm going to say Lucio Fulci. I don't know any it's of It's not Eli people. Roth. It's not Eli Roth. Herschel Gordon Lewis, I think, did The Wizard of Gore, an original. I didn't like the movie very much, it, but it was. it's actually being remade with McFly in it. Oh really? Yeah. He is, he is, that's a creepy dude. Oh no doubt. He's in some. He's in some really freaky movies. Well, if you guys, if you want to see something that he's really weird in, go check out what's it called, Clowny Clown Clown on YouTube with him in it. Oh, oh yeah. Really? Have you seen that? No. Oh, it's wild. Really. But anyway, yeah, I'm going with Lucio Fulci because he's the only guy I've watched a movie of and it made me throw up. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going with that. <laughs> Okay, so there you go. Shoot us. Let us know how we did. Uh, post it to the forums. And I'm going to uh, get working on another quiz that's going to be harder. Hard as heck. That's right. But, yeah, we appreciate it. That was fun. I mean, that was really fun. I, to like, that. I like to be challenged. You know, and I'll tell you something. If any of you guys out there want to make one for the site, you send it to me in an email or send it to any of us in an email. And you'll be responsible for sending out the prizes if somebody... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. But uh, also... You know, if you guys want to send in any kind of a movie review or anything like that, record it and shoot it in. Well, we'd we'd love to get more people involved in the show. We're having such a great time, and it is fun. Listen, know? but if 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 your if your review sucks, we're not playing it. Let's just be honest. <laughs> well, if it, if it sucks, meaning if I like a movie and you didn't like it, no, I'm, not, I'm just no. teasing. <laughs> no, if if it just if it sucks, then that's harsh, man. Well, then don't have they just they're not going to suck. We just know they won't. All right, well, you know what? None of our listeners would send in a sucky one. We are going to get into the meat of our show. However, I do want to. Damn, I, I maybe we're not going to get into our show. I actually wanted to. I somebody on the forums ter, uh, reminded me of a band that I have a bunch of their albums called King Diamond. Uh, they're kind of a death metal, really cheesy type thing. I just want to play one song for you right here. So just because I love it so much and don't make fun of me because it's perfect. Here it is.
That is all. We promise we're going to get into the show now. All right, Sam. You, know, you just said something about some about uh, James having 102 episodes. Uh, no, uh, Corey Man. over at the Midnight Podcast. Corey has 102 episodes? Yeah. Dude, I feel like our balls haven't even dropped yet. No, they haven't. I mean, seriously. We're like, this is episode seven. I've only got peach fuzz down there. Yeah, this is that's ridiculous. We need to get, get on the horse. <laughs> well, there. that's what we're saying. We're going to do right. one a week unless we lose a limb or something. So that means like in a year we're only going to have 50-something 50, 50 episodes? Uh, there are 52 weeks in a year. Damn it, we're behind. <laughs> All right, that's cool, though. That's okay. cool. So Video Nasty. I'll tell you what, this was one that originally I was looking forward to. And, I mean, I'm still looking forward to doing the podcast, but I'll tell you what, those movies, like we mentioned earlier, they're a little bit harsh. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about a couple, but what I wanted to do is kind of go into a little bit of a history of what a video nasty is. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear that term thrown around quite a bit. Well, what it is, it's a a term coined in the United Kingdom in the 1980s that originally applied to a number of films distributed on video cassette that were criticized for their violent content by elements in the press and commentators such as Mary Whitehouse. While violence in cinema had, had been a concern for many years, the lack of a regulatory system for video sales, combined with the possibility of any film falling into children's hands, led to new levels of concern. Many of these video nasties were low-budget horror films produced in Italy and the United States. The, uh, the furor created by the moral crusade against video nasties led to the introduction of the UK's Video Recordings Act of 1984, which imposed a stricter code of censorship on videos that was required for cinema release. Several major studio productions ended up being banned on video following a foul of legislation that was designed to control the distribution of video nasties. So what you've got here is when when they made VCRs mm-hmm. and they made it so that you could have videos, they felt like those things could fall into the hands of children a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And so they felt like they had to regulate it more. You're not going to take a kid in to see The Exorcist. It's just not going to happen. Right. They're not going to get past the ticket stand, whatever. Mm-hmm. But these videos could fall into kids' hands. So what they decided to do was was to get crazy and, and really go after um, producers and distributors of these types of films. And so there's a, there's a long list. And basically what happened was is, is, is they took these films and they would have to be put up if, if – I think it's called the, the DBP – DPP, which is the Director of Public Prosecutions, if, if, if that person felt like there was a video that had really bad stuff in it, and when I say bad stuff, it's, it's mistreatment of women, violence to animals, like real violence during the film. That's mm-hmm. why now you see no animal was harmed during the right. filming of this, of this film. Well, if any of that stuff was happening, then it was considered up to be looked at as a video nasty. Mm-hmm. The only ones that went on the list were videos that were successfully prosecuted as being a video nasty. Right. And so you've got, you know, films that came and went off the list, but I think there's like 40-something videos, 35 that were either not prosecuted or had unsuccessful prosecutions or something like that. Or there, No, wait. 74 separate films appeared on the list at one time or another. Okay. If you look at the list, which is up on our site, by the way, it's actually, you could, there's a link to it from the front page. Uh, there's a lot of different types of movies in here. I mean, there are seemingly light-hearted slasher flicks, you know, like one that we're going to review today called The Burning, all the way down to, like, the nastiest of the nasty, and which, you know, like, Cannibal a Holocaust or whatever. Well, there's there's some that have been banned outright. Uh-huh. It didn't matter. Because a lot of them, they, they were talked about, if you go cut some of this stuff, right. then then you're okay. But there were some that were banned outright, outright like The Beast in Heat, or <laughs> um, Fight for Your Life, or... 
uh, Forest of Fear. What was the other? Oh, Gestapo's Last Orgy. So, so we, uh, so we, we have a couple of movies that we decided to watch: mm-hmm. The Burning and Let Sleeping Corpses Lie, which right. has a different name on the list. Oh, it's got a it. The the one on the list is what The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. That's right. Yeah, that that movie actually has quite a few AKAs. But I wanted to talk about one that affected me, and I think it affected you too when we were younger. Okay, which was Faces of Death. Oh yeah. Now, see, this was one that. You know, I'm a firm believer in freedom of speech and all that type of thing. I don't think there should be censorship. However, I do believe that there's a maturity level that has to be achieved before you're ready for some of these movies. Right. Now, it's probably different for everybody, but Mm -hmm. you've got to, you know, the ages that they did the video nasties were like an 18, 17, 16, all the way down to 14, I think is what What do you mean? Well, like if it was, if it was, it's basically like our PG-13. Okay. They would say like it's a video 14. And that means that anybody under 14 shouldn't be watching it, so, or 17. Are you saying that they have one for each year? Yeah. Yeah, they would do so that. So how do they tell the difference between, I mean, what do they do? Okay, so. How well, do, they, would, they, they would have somebody screen it, just like when a PG-13 or a rated R movie, you'd have to have a board that would have to screen it. And when they cut enough out of these things, then it was then rated with what was left, and they would say. I wonder if they have versions of the same movie that's like at each different level. Almost. I don't think so. Um, I think I think what they did was they cut. Like there's some movies where, I mean, let's see, there, there's stuff where there were five minutes cut out. There's stuff that has like two minutes thirty two seconds. I thought I saw one that had like six seconds cut out or something. Oh, there's oh, really? twenty six seconds. Well, let so, me. My point is, is how do they know? I mean, it's really hard to say that a fifteen year old is that much more mature or whatever than a 14 year old it just seems like having one for every single year is a little i don't know a well, little bit I, could, overkill. I, I don't know. could be mistaken maybe they only did it like every other year i don't know but i from what i saw in there and um, also aren't there still a lot that are banned in the uk yeah there's well on this list that i've got that if you go to wikipedia mm-hmm. it'll say banned outright which i think that means that it's still banned i mean they didn't go back and cut anything so it's still huh. on that video nasty list maybe if some of our british listeners can maybe call in or send an email about how that works over there. Cause I have no clue. Well, Inferno's on there. Oh yeah. And, and it says that it was re-released to a 20 seconds cut in 1993. I don't know huh. where those 20 seconds were, but I mean, you know, so, so, you know, we talked about that as being a great movie, which, which it I absolutely was. A lot. I mean, it was absolutely, but faces of death was one of those oh, that, yeah. that, that we watched when we were like 16 or 17. And, you know, I didn't know that those, that some of those were fake. No, I didn't know. I thought it was all real, and I'll tell you what that it was disturbing. I remember a couple of uh, there. There were a couple of scenes in some of those that were I, they're still very vivid to this day. There was one that that had a supposed real execution of someone like in the Middle East or something like that. They just dumped him out of the back of a car and shot him up. Yeah, and like I, do you remember what you were kind of talking about? Yeah. How they shot through his jaw and stuff, and he was just like gasping for air, and there was no blood. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah, well, I think that me. I think that was part of those real because they were talking about some of the execution stuff was real. Uh-huh. One that was fake though that that I always remember, and it's the one that really freaked me out was uh-huh. the guy that was getting electrocuted, uh-huh. and they taped his eyes shut. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, well. You know what's funny about that is I'm bringing up Shane Edwards' name again, but in high school we actually showed that in a high school class to talk about um, capital punishment. Really? Yeah, we brought it wow. in and showed it, and I, I can't believe that we actually brought in a video nasty and showed it in a public school <laughs> system. But we did because we thought it was real, and so we we're talking about how you know capital punishment should you have it, should you not, and all this kind of stuff. But, well, the thing is, is that probably shocked the crap out of your class. Well, we told them, we're like, this is an actual execution, so if you don't want to watch it, close your eyes. Teacher but, did not say no. Really? But the thing is, is 
how you can't really argue back and forth about capital punishment and show a really shocking thing. That's how the media works now. That's right. They try to shock the shit out of us. That's right. And, you know, kind of instead of allowing us to think critically and not tainted, you know, and untainted, they shock us into trying to make us believe what they want us to. Well, and on a note, one of the most powerful things I've ever heard kind of goes along with that. And I'm not going to get political here. Everybody has their beliefs on different topics. But I heard something once. It was it was played on the radio, and it came on, and it was this reporter that was doing a report on that this prisoner who had molested children and had killed children was going to be executed. But it was a new type of execution, and I think it was in Florida or something, uh-huh. where they were going to put a straw in his head and suck his brain out. What? Yeah, and so I'm listening to this, and I'm getting outraged. I'm like, you can't freaking do that. You can't put a straw in someone's head and suck their right. brain out. I'm thinking, you know, I, you know, I, I'm okay with capital punishment as long as it's done the right way, but you can't. And so this prisoner's talking about how his rights are being, you know, against, and, the, you know, so it's this. It's yeah, this, I, we could go off well, on that. Well, but, huh? but here's the thing. That, I almost end, went off on that. In the end, it was fake, and what it was was they were talking about partial birth abortion. That's exactly what they do to kids for partial no birth abortion. No way. They put a straw in their head and and suck their brain up. So they, basically, they were just trying to say, oh, they're look. saying, we wouldn't even do this to the worst criminal in the world, but we're doing it to all these children. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm like, holy crap. So anyway, that's, you know, you talk about media and trying to get you to believe something. I was on board. I was ready to write letters and call people that that was wrong. <laughs> and then they said it was happening to partial birth abortions. I'm like, that is wrong. <laughs> they manipulated you, man. Oh, bad. They screwed you. So anyway. It would be it would be very interesting to find out exactly what the state of the video nasties are nowadays. I mean, I I I actually looked it up, and it doesn't. I mean, obviously, I don't I don't think that it's referred to that. I don't know if it ever really was officially. No, but I you know, so it's hard to kind of figure out exactly what's going on. But I know we have a couple of British listeners, and maybe you guys could help us out. Well, but look at it. I mean, you look at some of the movies that are coming out, like Saw, right. torture porn. I think is what you've called it. I didn't coin that term. Oh well, somebody's called it that, but yeah. torture porn out there. Those aren't those are getting passed, right? Oh, oh, pa- not being they're not put on the oh, video really? nasties list, and those are those are really rough. Well, I wonder if I wonder if this was actually not. I wonder if the list really isn't what was meant to be less of a list, maybe, and more of just a way to open people's eyes into creating some kind of a better rating system. Well, or they did like because that. then in 1984, this was going on earlier. In 1984, mm-hmm. they came out with that. Um, I, what did they call it? The uh, video, the UK's Video Recordings Act of 1984. Uh-huh. So maybe, yeah, maybe they don't need the list anymore, and that's yeah. kind of what that's kind of where it's gone. Yeah. Anyway, that's some interesting stuff. Long but interesting. Oh yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna get into a couple of movies. Let's do it, man! All right, let's start with the burning. Okay. And no, that is this is not a movie about the time Sam went to Singapore and came back with a little present called The Burning. This is a different movie. Yeah, I regurgitated that joke from last week. Don't say that. I was laughing. I had a really good real laugh for that. Well, well so maybe. <laughs> All right. There was a camp not far from here, just across the lake. It was called Camp Blackfoot. No one goes there anymore. Everything burnt down. There's nothing left except the ruins. Now this camp had a caretaker, a really evil bastard, and his name was Cropsy. Everyone hated Cropsy. For a start, he was a drunk. Two bottles of whiskey a day, no problem, like 
Most of the time, he's somewhere out in space. But if he caught you, look out. Because Cropsey could strip the paint off the walls just by breathing on them. <laughs> now, this Cropsey was a sadist. I mean, he got real pleasure out of hurting people, scaring them. And he had these garden shears, you know? The kind with long, thin blades. He carried them all the time, wherever he went. And he had this kind of demonic way of looking at you. One time, this Cropsey really went after this kid from Brooklyn. Followed him around night and day. He made this kid's life living hell. But this time, he chose the wrong guy. Because the kid and some of his buddies had planned a little prank that would scare the living shit out of Cropsey. Only problem was, the gag went wrong. The next thing anyone knows, Cropsey's trapped alive and burning in his bunk. They try to get him out, but the fire's so fierce they can't reach him. All they can do is stand outside and listen to him cry out in agony. They say he smashed his way through the bunk room door, just a mass of flames. And as he screamed out, burned alive, he cried out, I will return! I will have my revenge! Talk about the burning. The director was Tony Malum. It was written by Harvey Weinstein and Tony Malum. The burning came out in 1981. The budget was $1.5 million. A bunch of campers up at a place called Camp Blackfoot, which is set uh, by a lake, you know, typical campground, summer camp type of situation, are really mad at a caretaker there named Cropsey. Basically, apparently Cropsey's just a real belligerent a-hole and uh, has harassed some of the kids. So what they decide to do is that, you know, they want to scare the shit out of them. So a couple of guys get together. They get what looks like some kind of a severed head, throw a bunch of worms on it. Kind of looks like the zombie from the um, uh, Lucio Fulci zombie, the cover on oh. that. So what they do is they, is you know, they go in, they sneak in while Cropsey's sleeping to his little shed. They put candles in the eye sockets, and they light up the candles. Uh, they go out and start pounding on the windows. And so Cropsey wakes up, scares the shit out of them, the candles fall over in the eyeballs, set the bed on fire. That's the first thing I do when something scares the shit out of me, is knock it towards me into my bed. Right, exactly. Ends up burning the shit out of Cropsey himself, uh, and he ends up in the hospital for five years. So he gets out finally, meaning uh, he's basically been in this hospital, no one's visited him, completely devoid of, of most human contact except for you know the hospital staff, but they're all kind of freaked out by him. So here's a guy that's been lonely for five years with only his thoughts to, to accompany him. Basically, he gets out, and what's on? What's the first thing on his mind? Revenge. Well, Sex, the, man. the first thing on his mind is he goes and finds the ugliest hooker that I think I have ever seen, oh, yeah. movie or not. But uh, She looked way better after she took the scissors to the torso. Spoiler. Oh, no, sorry. I'm just teasing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so she gets scared. She gets freaked out by him, so he gets the cutting cheers and... He makes it back up to the camp, Stonewater. which is now called Stonewater. Yes. And, uh, of course, it's a brand-new set of kids. It's been five years. The old Blackfoot apparently burned down, and there was only ruins of it. And Stonewater was actually on the other side of the lake, and, uh, you know, supposedly just a, a bunch of new guys and whatever. Anyway, this is kind of where the story takes a turn to be very similar to Friday the 13th. <laughs> I was going to say, which movie are we reviewing now? Yeah, exactly. You know, we have a bunch of smart-ass kids uh, 
you know, doing their thing, being young kids, you know, being teenagers, doing this and that, when all of a sudden Cropsey shows up and starts taking revenge. You know, other than that, I mean, that, that's basically the rest of the movie. There's not a lot to it story-wise, but there are a lot of great deaths. We have uh, one of the characters is George Costanza. You know, there's a lot of characters. Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but, you know, a few that I recognize right. that I've seen on other things. The guy that plays Alfred, I think he's he's a pansy like on every other show. Alfred? The guy that plays Alfred. Oh, oh in this movie, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what's, what's his name? His it's, name uh, is Brian Backer. Yeah. <laughs> I, in my notes, I have his name was Alfred, and he's the puss. Yeah, he is. <laughs> okay. But I think, you know, I've seen him on other stuff where mm-hmm. he plays that exact same thing. And then you have you have the guy that plays the, the Indian on Short Circuit. like uh, the, Fisher they, Stevens. Yeah, Fisher Stevens. They paint him up, and he talks like an Indian person. <laughs> in Short Circuit. This was actually his, uh, the first movie that he ever did. This was his welcome I am a brand new actor named Fisher Stevens. Consequently, it's actually the introduction of Fisher Stevens' balls. <laughs> you get a good shot of his fruit basket in one scene where he's actually mooning the character named Glazer, played by Larry Joshua, who I have as labeled the bully. Yes. So, yeah, there's a little bit of a junk alert we got going on here. But uh, as far as some other characters, we have Brian Matthews, who plays Todd, who's the main camp counselor. Uh, Leah Ayers, who plays Michelle. She's the main woman camp counselor. Jason Alexander as Dave, but he basically plays Costanza. Yeah, he does. Same I mean, thing. It, it's like, hi, my, uh, you know, George Costanza's at a summer camp. He has hair, but that's about the only difference. We also have uh, Holly Hunter in this movie. And, you know, I didn't even notice her in this movie. I didn't either. She's in it. It's her first movie. She played wow. a girl named Sophie, but uh, she didn't make much of an impact on me. No. So, what were your thoughts on the show? You know, I thought it was it was it was pretty good. Like you said, I, I was watching this thing. I'm like, this is exactly how Friday the Thirteenth goes. Uh-huh. If, you, if you take the macro look at it, with hey, they're at a camp. There's a bunch of kids. Uh-huh. The only difference was it was there was more talking about sex than there actually was having sex. Right. I mean, there was a couple scenes like that. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> I was noticing, like right at first, there was a whole bunch of shirt grabbing. Did you did you notice that shirt grab? Yeah, like this. The one bully comes up and grabs the shirt of the of Alfred because he <laughs> yeah, was yeah. a peeping tom. Right. Don't you mess with my girlfriend. And then the, the camp counselor <laughs> you, comes down. You sounded like you sounded like Rosie Perez as it, <laughs> some transvestite who was trying to be Rosie Perez. That's, that's what I was going for. I was right. going for that. But then the camp counselor comes down and grabs that guy's shirt. Like right after, I'm like, oh my gosh, well, come on, guys. This is we got to realize in the eighties that how was often, a real that no, was a real big on. thing. <laughs> You only see that in movies. How often? I mean, I, I'd like to hear back from the, the podcast listeners. <laughs> How many times when you got pissed off at somebody, do you go grab their shirt, twist it so they're close to you so you can tie to them? Yeah, I, it just doesn't happen. Nope. You know, I thought it was pretty good setting it up. One thing I really liked that I thought, oh, man, they did a good job with that, is when Cropsey was in the hospital and he was wheeling down the hall after he'd been there for five years. Uh-huh. And they replayed all the stuff that had happened in five years, just like audio clips going on, so it catches you up. Right. So it was like, oh, we did the, sorry, the graphs didn't take, and oh, right. you should let it go because they're, they're, you know, they didn't mean to. It was a horrible action. So, you know, to me, I was thinking, okay, well, then he did hold a grudge. He's pissed off about it. Well, he still is freaking ugly. And I got the idea that those were all, that's all the shit that he's been thinking about for the last five years laying in a bed. Well, that's right. And that's, that's all I mean. he's had to, to think about. And right. That's all he's had to dwell on. So it made it, for me, it was kind of like, I didn't see the shit that he did to the kids. Uh-huh. I mean, it comes in where these kids are just planning this p- prank. Right. So I didn't, I, he was sympathetic to me right, right right when he got out. I'm like, you know, I kind of feel bad for the guy. Uh-huh. But then he goes right over and, and does in that prostitute. Right. 
And uh, and they're like, okay, it's it's on. I mean, he's going to go hack up a whole bunch of people. But right. like garden shears, I mean, I, I thought that was pretty good. That's a decent weapon. Yeah. Everybody has to have their weapon. Absolutely. Uh, one thing that's notable about this movie is Tom Savini did all of the effects for it, all of the gore effects and whatnot. He actually was offered Friday the 13th Part 2, but turned down that film to do this film, which might as well have been Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah, exactly. There were a lot of the same type of gags. There was uh, shears through the neck when the guy's in a boat. It reminded me a lot of the uh, the time that Kevin Bacon, Friday the 13th, got that, what was it, a spear or some kind of an arrow through the bed up through his neck. They were great. I thought they yeah, were Yeah, I thought I thought they did good. I mean, you could tell where you know, there there was some there was some video nasty stuff going on. Uh-huh. I mean, you could some of the deaths like the the garden shares through the neck and uh-huh. I mean, there definitely was some graphic violence in there. Um, I, but but at the same time, you know, thinking back to the movies I watched uh-huh. this week about the the raping stuff, right. it, it was definitely not on par with that. So really? I wonder if they they cut out some of that for the version we watched. I don't know. I actually have no idea I on don't that. know. There was also some nudity. There was full frontal yes. on one, in one part. It's actually the the memory count was ten on this show. Oh, yeah. see, and that's not high compared to some of the other ones. Nah, that we've we've done. had a thirty-one, I think. Yeah, something else. No, but I thought a lot of those were great. The movie itself, I wasn't the highest production value. It didn't have the most original plot. It was okay. I mean, and and that's kind of my final word. You know, kind of how I'm sorry. That's kind of how I after I got done watching it, I, I just kind of sat there and was just kind of yeah, it's okay. Yeah, well, and and at the end, it's like they. Tr- I think they tried to hurry to finish it. It seemed like it because some of the stuff that was going on, like the editing towards the end, some of the things that they miss, like this this train car, this coal car in this uh-huh. cave, it comes down to Todd. He gets out of the way, and then he falls through and, and sees a dead body. Well, then he gets up and he looks back up, and the the, the train car is back up at the top of the right. hill, and so they and missed there, that. There were actually a couple of those. Right and, and right in that last scene, I wonder yeah. if they just ran out of time. Well, or that's what? what I'm saying. I think they just kind of hurried to finish it. And there's another one here that uh, I have in my notes that says uh, that when Todd is fighting Cropsey at the end, it shows where Cropsey supposedly had uh, what's her name uh, Karen's body mm-hmm. stashed away. When it actually was, there wasn't anything there. All they did is superimposed a sh- uh, still shot of her. Uh, you know, it was like screaming. I mean, it looked completely retarded. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is it's hard to really bag on a show that it kind of has the same exact equation as Friday the Thirteenth. Well, and, it just what I think the execution just was not there. And I agree with that. And the reason why we watched these movies was because these were two that you had not seen. Yeah, and yeah, that's how we chose these two out of the awesome list on and the video nasties. You know, and I'd seen most of them. Uh, but these two I'd heard about, but I'd never seen some of the other ones I haven't even heard about. Like, like the one I want that I found out that we had Anthropophagus. Anthropophagus. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I need to check. I'm going to check that one out tonight too. So there's two that I need on there. Yeah, you but, need uh, to be a list because we'll. I do need to bring okay. a list. But uh, what I was going to say, this is actually a Miramax film. Oh really? So when you talk about you know the video nasties being mm-hmm. uh, you know low budget mm-hmm. American and UK films, you know I don't know how low budget Miramax is. That that seems to be that was kind of a big. Well, this was in the this was in the early days though. I mean of Miramax. I, I think I mean this and is that, when, that's where I didn't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. What did you think about uh, Cropsey when once you see him? Oh, I thought he was pretty creepy. He didn't look burned as much as melted. Well, I just you know I've always it answers the age old question. Of what does a sand person from Star Wars look without those goggles on? <laughs> <laughs> so now I know. <laughs> right. Nah, he, he was, yeah, he was a little he was bit good. creepy. He was, he, he was a little bit creepy. I thought it was good. 
You know, one last thing I want to mention is the fact that in the beginning, it, it was kind of a, a weird transition between the first act of the movie and when we go, get up to the camp itself, because the first act was very dark. They play this prank on him. He's in the in the hospital, and then when he comes out, they actually play a lot of Argento movie-esque music. The music you know, would have fit better in like Suspiria or, mm-hmm. or one of those. Mm-hmm. But it seems like once they got to the camp, it was all kind of lighthearted for a while, and then you know, just kids being kids. Well, and, they threw some weird stuff here and there, like the peeping tom thing, right? You know, just I mean, I don't know if they were fillers or what was going on, mm-hmm. but I do not give this movie a bone saw. I'm with you. I I deny it a bone saw. Yeah, it does not is not worthy of a bone saw. But there's a couple things that I did learn from this movie. Oh, <laughs> let's hear them. So the first thing I learned is that scattered clothing is extremely scary. That's very scary. Especially with suspenseful music. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how many. I think I saw six or seven articles of clothing, uh-huh. one after the other, that escalated the music. It was great. <laughs> um, the other thing I learned is that no does not necessarily mean no. These guys <laughs> yeah. were all over these girls, and they kept telling them no, and they kept coming on to them well, it and seemed, really going after it. It seemed like... Basically, all you had to do, it was just kind of like a job. You know, you you don't get paid until after you've worked for a week, okay? So they just put in their hours, you know, uh-huh. slaved away. Finally, they got the payoff. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Jason Alexander just kept talking about sex and whacking off and stuff like that. So He was obsessed with it. Yeah, he was. And the last thing I learned was that uh, on that on that note, that George Costanza has always been a pussy. <laughs> By the way, do you think he was master of his domain? Absolutely not. No way. No way. So I've got a six degrees for this, too. See it. See it. Brian Backer, who played Alfred, was in The Money Pit with Tom Hanks, Mm -hmm. who was in Charlie Wilson's War with Rachel Nichols, who was in The Woods with Bruce Bruce Campbell. Campbell. Do you want to just hop right into the next movie? Let's do it, man. All right. What is this thing? It's supposed to destroy insects and parasites. It was sent by the Department of Agriculture. It's still experimental. I'd send it right back where it came from and keep the insects and parasites nature's given you. What are you talking about? All right, Just like another machine to pollute the earth. Till now, at least, this part of the country's been left alone. What do you mean, pollute the earth? Well, here to demonstrate to the growers just the opposite. And they're all agreed. I've got their signatures here in my pocket. This works solely by ultrasonic radiation. It's not a chemical involved. Now, look here, Sergeant. I've got other things to do. You can't keep me here all day. I told you I've got nothing to do with this. When there's been a murder, it's a funny thing, you know, but nobody ever has anything to do with it. I tell you, I didn't even know the man. I'm here by chance. Continue the interrogation, Benson. Maybe we can find out what chance. All right. Yes. You see, Doctor, the radiation works on the insect's nervous system. It drives them mad and they attack one another. I think we're going to see a real revolution in agriculture. Not even DDT was this effective when it first came out. DDT causes cancer. How about this? Now listen, you've been on our backs since last night. Now if you want to go back to nature, why don't you find yourself a nice Pacific atoll somewhere? Sure. All I'd have to worry about then is atomic fallout. Thanks awfully, old chap. What's the range of this machine? Oh, about a mile at present. We're trying to perfect one up to five miles. But of course, this can't have anything to do with the children, now could it? 
It's absurd. Now, Doctor, you're a man of science. Surely you can understand this machine has undergone the most stringent testing. The radiation only affects the most primitive forms of nervous systems, like microbes and insects. It has no effect on more evolved systems, such as human ones. It's completely harmless. How can you be certain? Look, do I look like I'm about to attack you? And I'm surrounded by radiation. All right, now for our final video nasty movie. We talked a little bit about it, uh, Let Sleeping Corpses Lie, which came out in 1974. Uh, some of the other names for it were The Living Dead of Manchester Morgue, Zombie 3, Do Not Speak Ill of the Dead, and a shitload of Spanish names. <laughs> a lot of those had them. Yeah, a lot of those movies exactly. had. And they sounded a lot scarier with Spanish names. <laughs> well, like the Terza Madre sounds scarier than the Third that, Mother. That just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Let Sleeping Corpses Lie was directed by Jorge Grau. Written by Sandro Continenza. That and scared the shit out of me, too. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm going to quit saying, uh, quit speaking Spanish, except for me gusta nadar desnudo en queso. What the? That's so offensive. No. <laughs> you don't even know what it means. I like this from Naked and Cheese. Oh, damn it. And it was also written by Marcelo Cosica. So here is a quick synopsis. Uh, I'm just going to read it real quick. The film begins with George, who is played by Ray Lovelock, on a trip from his antique shop in Manchester to the Lake District to work on a new house with some of his friends. On his way, his motorcycle is actually damaged by Edna, who is played by Christina Galbo, while reversing her Mini Cooper at a petrol station. Let's see, George persuades Edna to give him a lift to his destination after she ran over his motorcycle, and is on her way to visit her troubled sister. This unlikely pairing then enter to a desperate situation where an agricultural machine designed to kill insects and act as an ultrasonic pesticide has caused, the de- has caused the dead to rise and roam about. Of course, the police do not believe their story, and the inspector heading the investigation, played by Arthur Kennedy, takes an instant disliking to George. Main characters, I only picked out three because there's three main characters and most of the rest of them are kind of forgettable. Uh, well, I don't know if they're forgettable. I The three main ones, like I said, Christina Galbo played Christina, Ray Lovelock played George, and Arthur Kennedy played the inspector. What uh, about Edna? How funny. I bet you I bet you Christina Galbo, I mean, I did say that Christina Galbo did play Edna, but I just screwed it up in my notes on the okay. lower section. Yeah, because it's yeah, not the sister. You want the person that's driving the car. Right. What, some of your thoughts on the show? You know, I really liked this movie. I, I, I wasn't sure when it first started if I was going to like it. I'm like, oh, man, this looks a little weird. Right. And then once they got up to the where they were going to go up and ask for directions, and um, Edna is, is waiting. This is after the motorcycle gets hit and all that uh-huh. kind of stuff. And they're waiting, and that zombie comes out. Right. I don't know why that that was – it was creepy. Well, you know, and one thing I noticed about this movie is the zombies are extra like creepy, scary I, in this. And, and why? Why was that? Was it? I, I was it because they stare off into space? So, but I they they had the blank stare and they kind of wandered around a little bit. But the thing about it was is they weren't a one speed zombie, which no, unfortunately, I think in some of the movies I've seen, you've either got really slow uh-huh. or you've got fast that uh-huh. can come after you. Mm-hmm. These guys, what would happen is, is that they kind of wander around slow, they didn't know what's going on, and then as soon as they saw somebody, they went after them. They didn't really run like they did in Twenty Eight Days Later. No, they like don't. That, run. But they, but they really sped up their pace. Yeah, no, yeah, they came, they they keyed on to something. Now, right. now, what else was really good about this movie that I really liked was there was an explanation as to what was going on. Right, and and it kind of helped me understand. Okay, well, that's why there's a variable speed. This 
this agriculture machine that you mentioned uh-huh. has, has come up with this new way to do this ultrasonic pesticide stuff. Uh-huh. The way they explained it was is that it hits these primitive brains and then it makes them aggressive to turn on each other and right. they kill each other mm-hmm. instead of going after the plants. Now, you see this manifest itself a couple of times during the movie, and, and one of them I thought was just completely hokey, which was kind of silly, <laughs> but I don't know why George was in the hospital. He went to the hospital and saw it was in the newborn baby unit for uh-huh. some reason. No idea why. <laughs> Um, and he goes over there, and they're all, oh, can you hand, can you hold the baby for a second right. or something? And they show this sweet little baby looking, and then all of a sudden they go away to George, and the baby supposedly bites him. Right. And the doctor's like, oh, this is the fifth one in the last day that's aggressive, homicidal babies. Right. Well, I'm like, that's a new concept. Yeah. But. So, you know, you're kind of seeing how this thing works. It's working on the primitive brain. Well, you put two and two together, and that's happening to dead people too because the dead people are regressing. Their brain brain wave and brain power is regressing the, the longer they're dead. Uh-huh. And so then this this ultrasonic thing is, is affecting them that way so that they, they can function. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's completely unique explanation for zombies, but, I mean, you have your... You have your radioactive waste zombies. You have the, if there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth zombies. You have your voodoo zombies. But this one's, I mean, maybe it's somewhere in between radioactive waste and, uh, I guess, I don't know, similar to that, but not exactly. Yeah, I think so. It's it's the it's a scientific outside force that's made them into that. Right. But I thought it worked. No, I, I, mean, I not not that I would really think that happens. But right. You know what? For this movie, it, and they they stuck by the rules. You know, every time George would go back and uh-huh. talk to these guys, you know, it's experimental, and they were like, "Oh, we can now do it five kilometers." They also had, from the very beginning, they kind of had a spin on it where they were trying to get across the fact that we need to be kind to our ecological system to our environment for instance in the in the first couple of scenes it showed a bunch of trash on the ground it showed smoke coming out of corporate buildings and oh, that's things right. like that and people walking around in masks and ma- yeah people walking around in a face mask like just like doctor's masks like they have to do in china for the olympics apparently well and then there was also like uh, i guess the the pollution got to this lady and she <laughs> oh, yeah. all of a sudden ripped off her clothes and ran across the street right. with everything moving. You know, I got one comment about that. Let's if you're going to take your clothes off, get your shit together and work out. <laughs> All right? Especially, you know what? Only if it's going to be on a movie. If there's a chance that I'm going to see it, I don't want to see that shit. Yeah, just work out a little bit. All right? <laughs> Keep it firm. Don't give yourself black eyes running across the street. <laughs> just freaking get your shit together. You know, it, the thing is, is it's not like we wouldn't appreciate that in real life. I think the fact, though, that if since it's on a movie... It's you know we have a little bit of higher expectations. I'll tell you right now, it doesn't matter if it's a movie or real life. If someone gives himself black eyes with their boobs, I'm not making it. <laughs> so anyway, the the movie kind of sets it out to kind of be a hippie esque. George himself is is kind of a hippie too, yep. and that, so you know George comes up and finds that. I think they call them beatniks. Isn't that what a beatnik is? Because he's got his hair like a I guess longer. so. I, I think that's what that. I, correct me if I'm wrong, because I I'm pretty sure that's what that is. You know what? It's been so long since I've uh, been a beatnik. Been a beatnik. I was in the womb. No, I wasn't. What no, the hell? I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't even born when this movie came out, so we have no authority to talk about it. No. Just like any historian has no authority to talk about that shit either. Don't listen to those guys. They're just <laughs> assholes. Just teasing. <laughs> no. no, what I just said was BS. People were socially conscious, and they had this radio, this machine that emitted radioactive wa- waves. Ultrasonic. Ultrasonic radioactive 
What, Not radioactive, signals? just ultrasonic. Oh, I thought it was both. No, I think it was just that they weren't using any chemicals. Right. They weren't using chemicals, but they were using radioactive waves. Oh, waves. Right. Oh, I thought you said waste. No, waves. Oh, okay. My okay. bad. No, that's cool. Let's talk about the zombies for a minute. I mean, you mentioned okay. they were scared. We couldn't figure out why. I was going to come in, but I didn't want to interrupt you. A lot of the zombies didn't have a shitload of meat hanging off their face. They were a little pale. They had red eyes. But, it, but it, the way they moved... It was bloodshot eyes, though. It wasn't, oh, yeah. like, it wasn't like the right. weird eyes. Now, there, and a lot of them had blood like coming from their head, for instance, from a head injury or something like that. But the way they walked, the way they looked, I think was, was were some of the scariest zombies I've seen. Me too. I, I, I mean, I bought into it. I was like, man, that is creepy. Uh-huh. And there's there's a couple of scenes in there where you can definitely tell it's for that's why it's a video nasty. Right. I mean, it was graphic. Um, and we can go, we can go into that. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So George and Edna and a cop actually get chased into the cemetery, and, and then the, the zombie actually, they go into a mausoleum where they're, they're just kind of hanging out. By well, the way, can I, can I interrupt real quick? Yeah. If you're trying to stay away from the living dead, not the best place to hide. I agree with that 100%. I thought that whole thing. I'm like, <laughs> what in the fuzz are you doing? <laughs> Setting up this scene. Yeah, exactly. No, so they go down there, and the, the zombie is down there with them, and... Um, ends up trying to get them, and, and there's a ladder that they can get into. They're kind of hiding in there, uh-huh. and there's a, there's a ladder up to this. They can see a hole, some light coming through. Uh-huh. Well, while they get up there, George and Edna get up there. The cop's not in there yet. While George and Edna, Edna get up there, the zombie goes over and touches blood onto the other zombie's His own eyes. blood His onto own blood. a different so – something do a is, dead guy. Yeah, so something is transferring. So that is an ultrasonic wave. So I don't know. Maybe you're right about the – there's something with. going on. Anyway. Anyways, so then two more wake up, and the, you know these are going creepy. A lady and a guy wake up too, and so then they're going after Edna and George. Well, they they break out and find out that they're in this six foot hole, which is right. a grave. And so Edna ends up getting out, or a cop comes and gets her out, and says, "Oh, what the heck are you doing here?" Uh-huh. And gets her out, and then George escapes as well. And in the meantime, so then they go into the mausoleum. Actually, the the caretaker's office is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so they bar the door, and they're, they're looking out, and they can see that these zombies are coming out. They're trying to pound down the door. Well, the cop realizes that he's left his radio outside. Dumbass. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, I'm going to go get it. I'm going to be able to get away and get it, and I'll, I'll make a call. And they're like, you're crazy, whatever. Uh-huh. So he ends up going out there and makes the call. But in the meantime, for whatever reason, he decides that his mobile radio, he's going to fall down on the ground and lay there to make the call instead of just grabbing the radio and running <laughs> away to make the call. I, but anyways, he ends up laying down, making the call, and the zombies get him, and they tear into that guy. And I'm telling you what, I don't know how they did it with the guts, yeah, but they, they looked like they were eating real innards from something. They were definitely biting into whatever they were pulling out. Yeah. And if those were, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine that people would be biting into real guts no. or anything like that. But they looked very real. They looked very real, and the way they were eating it, it was just creepy. It's it's funny, and maybe that's why those zombies look crazy too, or creepy. You know, they chill them eating it, and they're kind of looking up. Yeah, and they're they're eating, and they're just they're just serenely eating their guts. Yeah, and they were they just seem to become preoccupied with their meal a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's the way to go in a zombie apocalypse. Just make sure to throw them a bone there. And <laughs> by bone, right. I mean some stupid asshole that you don't like at all. <laughs> so they eat that one, and you can get away. <laughs> that's right. There were a couple of funny things about this movie. There were just there were a couple of things that were just like, what the hell? You just <laughs> had to say that to yourself. First of all, let me get, let me set this up a little bit. 
what was happening is they a lot of these corpses were being shipped from out in the country to Manchester. Basically what's happening is I think George was make, trying to make it to the hospital, you know, try to figure out where all these dead bodies were coming from, and uh, I think that's how he ends up there. I, I don't remember exactly. Anyways, he shows up there. There's five people running this whole hospital, you know, and so <laughs> that's why when George, you know, goes up into the baby ward, they ask him to help out because they just don't have enough people there to help out at all. <laughs> it just seems a little far-fetched, and maybe it's not, but it just seems strange to me that uh, they would just allow uh, you know, George to help out. There's also a part where a nurse gets bit, and the doctor asked George to, to see to the nurse, you know, and you know, just kind of silly. And there was, a, there was another thing, too, where George feels like he has free reign to just go mess with the dudes doing, you know, working that experimental pesticide truck you know <laughs> he blasts past him walks up checks out the machine itself this highly you know class i don't know if it was classified but technical just, you know, for sure yeah te- you know he walks up and just starts monkeying around with some of the controls and whatnot and it, those dudes there were just kind of okay with it <laughs> you know i i don't know there's a let's just say there were a couple of parts that made me you know kind of wonder what the crap but yeah all in all i give this movie a bone saw yeah, no, I, I think that, uh, you know, for sure for the last 20 minutes of the show. You know, and the thing is, is, we just watched the last 20 minutes of the show right before we started recording because I fell asleep the first time I started watching it, not because it was boring because I started it late, but uh, there were a few funny as hell parts in that last. No, they were, they were great. I mean, it was definitely violence. Guys that are sewed up and, yeah. and uh, taking an axe to the head. The doctor takes an axe <laughs> to the head, which was awesome. A guy, zombie, some, that right before the doctor gets the axe to the head, he uses a hatchet to chop off this guy's nipple. Yeah. <laughs> Takes a swing and it just chops his, like his nipple off. Of this fake hairy guy. <laughs> yeah. Like the hair was just really fake on it. Looks but. like they poured some honey on it and then shaved their pubes over the top of it and they just kind of <laughs> stuck. Well, and then they, they went to town on this nurse, like just tore her breast off. Just oh, tore it off. Reached gross. in her shirt, tore it off. It was it was disgusting oh, yeah. and then ripped her guts out. But, you know, I really liked how this movie ended. Yeah. Um, I thought it I thought it did very well to wrap up all the loose ends. Everybody that you want to get it gets it. Well, and let, let me add one more point because this is something that I just thought of when we just finished it up. It seemed like these weren't just the run-of-the-mill, stupid, brainless zombies only out to eat, you know, only out mm-hmm. to sustain themselves. Because we're going to give it away, spoiler alert, for the next one or two minutes. Uh, the very end part, uh, we, you know, we didn't even talk about the cop and, and the cop's uh, character with... Well, let's, know. real quick, just to, just so the people know, okay. this this inspector has thought the whole time that George is a devil worshiper, and right. that he's been burning these bodies. The only way to kill the zombies is to burn them. Uh-huh. So the inspector gets there at the end, and he sees that there's these burned bodies, and then he's got this scientist guy in his ear telling him these guys are Satan worshippers. So... Uh-huh. That's so the inspection is a complete a hole. Well, and is blaming George for everything. Well, so. and then finally, you know, George uh, was actually attacked by a zombie. We won't give away who that is. Yeah. So it's so suspenseful. But anyways, it the inspector shows up. It looks to the inspector that like George is killing this this woman, and uh, so he just shoots the shit out of George, yeah. and he's dead. But here's here's where it comes to be more of a. Uh, you know, more of a thinker than I guess your average zombie. Uh, the last, the final part shows the inspector going up to his apartment, and George is there as a zombie waiting for him. Yeah, he's so, in a hotel. So, yeah. oh, all oh, right. So basically, George the zombie knows well enough and got past everybody, ends up in the guy's room, 
and just waited there for him. Yep. Not typical zombie behavior, I would say. No. But still, it was a perfect ending because that kills him with a smile on his face. George <laughs> was smirking. I'll tell you that that cop was an ass. Oh yeah. He, he gets the kick in the balls for the show. <laughs> and 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 yeah, it definitely it ended very well that way. I I give this a bone saw. I do too. Um, we yep. are uh, we are agreeing on that. Yep, I like that. I learned that the memory count on this was four. And it, no, I'm did sorry, you, five. Did you include the one that got ripped? No, because it was fake. Oh, I don't. a lot of boobs are fake that we see in movies. Well, not that kind of fake. <laughs> oh, okay. Like disgustingly weird fake. Okay. Um, but what I, I learned a couple of things um, from this movie. If you want to break out of police custody, all you need is a tell. <laughs> go explain why this well is george great. is in the police station and and he says i need to go to the bathroom or I, i'm sorry he says i need to go to the bathroom <laughs> and so then they go in there and the cop is escorting him watching him take a whiz george goes to wash his hands looks over and sees an open window and he gets his bright idea so he's just washing wiping his hands drying him off with the towel turns around throws the towel at the cop the cop pretty much holds the towel on his face as it's, George jumps through the window. It subdues him long enough for George to escape. <laughs> to climb out the window, climb like or descend like two flights of stairs, jump in the cop car, and as soon as he drove away, the whistle blew. By the way, that part is bullshit because I can't take a leak if a cop's watching. I can't take a leak if anyone's watching. I hear you. Yep, I believe Stage it. fright. And then another thing that I learned is some nurses keep 24-ounce porterhouse steaks down their panties. <laughs> the same boob gets ripped off. Somebody reaches down and rips up a porterhouse. It's, it's freaking awesome. Well, the next part is very interesting. They actually throw that on a grill and all eat it together. <laughs> Not really. And the last thing I, I learned is just kill bugs the right way, dumbass. <laughs> all right. So that is it. Oh, six degrees. On yeah, this let's one. hear it. So six degrees. This was a little bit uh, tough to get to. I've got Arthur Kennedy. Um, who played the inspector, uh-huh. was in Lawrence of Arabia with Alec Guinness. What's his name? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan, that's who it yeah. is. Yeah. And then he was in Star Wars with Harris Ford, who was in The Devil's Zone with Brad Pitt, who was in 12 Monkeys with Bruce Willis, who was in Planet Terror with Danny Trejo, who was in From Dust Till Dawn 2 with our buddy Bruce Campbell. All right. You know, by the way, I still think that we got that song right. I, I was just going to say dominates. that. <laughs> I was just going to say that. In fact, as soon as we turn this off, we're going to look at it. Oh, of course. we got to go check it out. You know what? I actually enjoyed both movies. I will admit, I probably will never watch The Burning again. It was just mm-hmm. kind of forgettable. Mm-hmm. So I don't give it the bone saw. But let Sleeping Corpses Lie, I will I will definitely watch that again. You know, I always throw on a... I always throw on a movie while I'm, you know, kind of working at home or doing whatever. I get to work from home one day a week, and Sam gets to work from home. Every I just day got a week. new job, so I'm working at home. Well, I'll have to set appointments and go see people, but I, my home office here at uh, at home, I'm pretty excited about that. So we're going to be watching the shit out of a lot of horror movies. The shit is coming out of those movies, <laughs> and and Sam is going to be his ass is going to be on the forums. I just want to say a lot of like lower level swears right now, yeah. like shit and ass. <laughs> You know, I don't know if any of us have dropped the F-bomb besides Furburger and Fagina. We already <laughs> talked about that before. In fact, that came up on the uh, forums. Oh, and you want to hear something else that came up what? on I can't remember who said it, but I was going to email it to you, but I think I got busy at work. I, I swear to you, I spend three hours of work when I'm at work a day fuzzing around. Well, on the I forums. will be now. The problem right. is where I used to work. 
they they I couldn't get on any of that oh, stuff. Really? Like you can't get on any social networking anything because uh-huh. you get this big red hand that says you have now been logged and you are dead. <laughs> so I can't I couldn't. But now I'll be well, able being to do a technical. We have that too. But being a technical guy, we all know how to get around it. Shit. <laughs> but uh, I was gonna email this to you. I, I wish I did, but can't remember who this was. And I should go check it out on the forums right after to, to see it was to show it to you exactly. But they, the, this guy would say, hey, we, you know, we found this new show. It's the Cadaver Lab podcast. You should check it out. And uh, I can't remember exactly what she said, but she ended up saying that uh, Sam sounds like a Muppet. <laughs> in, in the best, kindest possible way. I need to work on my, uh, my voice, I guess. Your elocution. <clears throat> Let me see if I can do it. Now I sound like a fur burger. <laughs> yeah, thanks. You know what? We've also I've learned one thing from the Cadaver Lab podcast is if you say Furburger, I don't give a shit how you say it, when you say it, how often you say it, it will warrant a laugh. So just say it. <laughs> oh, it's too funny. Oh yeah, you dick smack. <laughs> That's another word I'm trying to I'm trying to make more popular. <laughs> who who smacks? Never mind. Anyway. Anyways, well, let me know what Muppet I sound like. Yeah. I, I'd it's be a, I think it's actually on the on the forums. I just can't remember. I can't. Oh, she said which one? I don't. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. If it's Gonzo, if it's Gonzo, <laughs> I think it was Miss Piggy. Just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, That's awesome. So, so let's uh, let's go ahead and put in a death scene right here. Strike a hard bargain. Oh, 
Alright, so that is the next one. I hope that's tougher than some of them, but apparently we, we actually had a winner of the last one of episode six, which which was Rawhead Rex. Somebody got that? Somebody got that. Wow, awesome. Yeah. It was Metal Mikey. Oh, good job. Yeah. And yeah, that was I I was trying to make that one a little tougher. Yeah, because you said no one's getting this one for a long time. No. Good job. And they got it. And also, of course, every episode we talk about uh, a couple items of business. You know, we've actually had a lot of people go up to Podcast Alley and vote for us. Uh, there's a link to it on cadaverlab.com. A lot of podcasts are found by being popular on Podcast Alley. So if you have a minute and would be so kind as to vote for us, go to cadaverlab.com, click on the Podcast Alley link, and uh, vote for us. How many times can you vote? You, I, I'm not sure exactly. Because I haven't voted yet. I have not. Well, you need to get your ass up there and vote. You know what you should do, too, is give us a really great review. That's a good idea. (laughs) You you know, because you go up there, man, that guy who sounds like a Muppet is sexy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do that for sure. Speaking of the website, go on the website. We're going to try to – we've kind of been slacking on putting content up there, but I'm going to really make an effort to make it more interesting on the front page. You know, we, we have like a news widget there. Go on, see what's going on. A lot of it are just kind of like personalized things about the show. But every once in a while, we'll put like a movie review up there. And, and I'll have some more time to do that because I won't be commuting anywhere. So right. I, I can help with that too. That'll be awesome. Also, like I said, we're getting a lot of action up on our forums and we're having a great time. Get up there. Uh, go to cadaverlab.com. Click on the forums link. I, I'm having a great time with that. And there are a lot of cool people up there who have... A lot of different uh, opinions than mine that I, you know, a lot of things to bring up that I've never even thought of. Well, and I'll be honest, you know, I got to do a better job of that. But it, I mean, it's a little intimidating getting up there and talking about stuff when I, I, I feel like I'm, I, my balls haven't dropped compared to the balls not dropping from the podcast. Right. Right. I made that connection there. <laughs> Good job. Yes. <laughs> so get up there, man. Okay. What are you waiting I will, for? I'll be you've doing been, it. You've been up there. In fact, you started. I have a couple of times when there was only like four or five people on there, but now it sounds like there's a bunch more. Uh, yeah, we have probably 25, oh, which, which still isn't a, you know, a shitload, but it's enough to really get some good talk. And I go up there every single day. Oh, that's good. Uh, a couple times a day, two or three times during the day, just because I, I have a good time. It's fun for me. That's good. Also, you can email us at feedback at cadaverlab.com. Or you can email us directly at Mike or Sam at CadaverLab.com. Mike at CadaverLab or Sam at CadaverLab. Not Mike or Sam. No. Because that will go back to you. Uh, uh, Furburger is on there, too. <laughs> you know what? I did. I created no, a, I did. I created That's a, awesome. Furburger at CadaverLab.com. <laughs> so go ahead and email us there. I'm going to have to check. You know what? That. And if you put stuff on the Furburger... It, it, let's just well, except for the porn spammers, you can put whatever you want on that. Send whatever <laughs> That's a free, you want. That is a free. Uh, that is give you a no, pass. No <laughs> censor. No censor. Yeah, because we're we censored the regular emails so yeah, heavily. That's true. <laughs> Anyways, give us a call on our voicemail. We had a lot of good voicemails. We really love getting them. It's good to hear people's voices, what they sound like. And notice we haven't made fun. Of, we didn't make fun of anybody today. Not at all. I also noticed that that one dude hasn't called back or emailed Gosh, back. Dang it. From episode six. Voicemail 206-339-2730. Again, that is 206-339-2730. Do you want to do a little uh, preview of next week's show? Yeah, what are we doing next week? We're doing Creature Features, man. Creature Features. I can't even tell you what movies we're doing. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. And that way, if you guys have the movies and want to kind of watch them again so you can waste us on any type of uh, inconsistency well, or we've been, untruth. I think you know we, we probably that's probably a feature we need to do better at, and, and I think we are, is uh, telling you what we're going to be doing the next week. We have a lot of shows lined up. Yeah, we, we put together a list. 
you know, in which is something we hadn't done. We'd kind of just, you know, figured out we'd off the cuff we'd come up with something that we wanted to do next. We've actually got quite a list going. Well, and this was this was a show that was recommended by big winners. It was, and so um, yeah, I'm, send us in, send send us in show ideas, uh, put them on the forums, email us. We love them. So next week we're doing Rawhead Rex. Uh-huh. We're doing Jeepers Creepers. Uh-huh. And we're doing uh, Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. So we're pretty excited about those and uh, looking forward to talking all about them. A little bit more mainstream on, on some of that stuff, uh-huh. but at the same time, really good creatures. Yeah, it'll be our first Lance Hendrickson movie. Well, how the hell does that happen? That guy's in like five billion B movies. <laughs> Dude, he's in movies you wouldn't expect him to be in. Like, You know what? Here, here's another idea we have to have, and I'll just bring it up real quick, is we're going to have to do the Hellraiser series. Oh, yeah. Because there are like 20,000, uh, probably only like seven or eight sequels. Like the last half of them weren't really written as Hellraiser movies, but they kind of shoehorned the Hellraiser in. So oh, really? that, and he's in, a, he's in a couple of those last oh. ones. I think he's actually only in one. That was a good book, by the way. Oh, yeah, the... Uh, what was it called again? The Hellbound, Hellbound Heart. Heart. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, is you have anything else? Uh, no, no. All me, right. and my, me and my fur burger will stay sound until the next time. See, I'm laughing. I'm la- Damn it! I make myself laugh every time <laughs> I say that. I apologize to everybody. I'm probably so up. sick of hearing about my burger. All right. So, from the Cadaver Lab podcast, we will see you later. later.